Hi everyone and welcome back to the Sacred Sound podcast here on Indigo Grace with myself Trudy Core. Today I am joined for my first interview ever on the Sacred Sound podcast by the lovely, lovely, lovely Gillian Stewart from the Awesome Bodywork Coach. Hello Gillian. Hi Trudy. Hello, it's great to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me on. I'm super excited to have you here because we have Gillian in the Soul Sanctuary with us this month and she's been covering uh, self-care and it's been super, super interesting and I know the Soulies are really, really enjoying it. So I'm really excited to have you on the podcast to share your lovely energy with all of the listeners uh, from all of the various platforms that this podcast goes out on. So it's super exciting. Thank you. <laughs> super excited too. <laughs> Fantastic. So, I want to find out a little bit about you, because you're a very interesting person. Am I? Yes. <laughs> you do a lot of very, very interesting things. I do. You do. And I want to, I suppose we'll go back before all of those interesting things came about, and find out how you got into spirituality, what brought you onto your path, um... Yeah, so let's go back there. How did you get into all of that? Okay, um, I've always been somebody who is constantly curious. So, constantly curious about all sorts of different things. I was never one to just follow the crowd. I always kind of did my own thing. So, I'm sure maybe when I was a young teenager, I would... Um, I would buy essential oils and I would use them, but also bought my first um, tarot cards. Ooh. I, didn't, I didn't particularly know why I bought them, um, and I didn't particularly know what to do with them, but I was drawn to them for whatever reason. Um, so, fast forward a few years, I would, all, I would always be interested in holistic fears all that kind of thing, and crystals, always loved crystals. Um, Understatement. Bright shiny things. So, I don't even know where I'd get the first card reading, like from somebody else, probably in my 20s. Yeah. Maybe one of, uh, one of my, my colleagues um, at work, she was kind of into spooky things. Um, and she did card readings as part of the thing, but always loved it. Every time we met her, I was always getting cards out, getting cards out. And every time she read the cards, it was always it was hard work to be done. I was just thinking, what's this all about? Why is there always hard work to be done? <laughs> so, um, then uh, in my uh, uh, work in the family business for many years, and then decided that I really wanted to do something for myself. So I decided to go to night classes and did a course in Swedish massage, which I do, and also one on crystal therapy. Oh, lovely. And at that point, I had never even heard of crystal therapy, um, but I just was drawn to learn all about it. So that would be probably my official kind of beginning to get on my path as such. Yeah. When I, I really took conscious steps to to move into a different um, sphere mm. of learning. 
just you know picking up on what you said there about buying the uh, the tarot cards and not even really knowing why or how to use them. So many people do that, and that that seems to be a lot of people's kind of intro to it. Like they'll go into a health food shop or a holistic shop, and they'll see the the tarot and the angel cards, and they'll just feel this draw towards them, but not have a clue what to do with them. The amount of people like I've met over the years who'll come to me and say, you know what, I got a deck of cards when I was 16, 17, 18, and they're still sat at home, but I don't know how to read them, and I'd love to. It just seems to be a lot of people's way in. Which yeah, is, absolutely. Which is great. So you did crystal therapy, you did Swedish massage, and you didn't really stop there, did you? No, I And I was like, 
how. <laughs> you know, you're in Scotland, I'm here. How are you going to help me drive a car? And she said about hypnotherapy. And hypnotherapy is something that I'm quite interested in because I have been hypnotized before. There's a lot of misconceptions about it, though, isn't there, with all of those oh, yeah, um, kind of comedy hypnotherapy uh, hypnotists that you see out and about who, you know, make you waddle like a duck or <laughs> do silly things. Well, performance hypnotists maybe say oh, I mean it also demonstrates how how it does work. Yes. Do you know what I mean? That there are people more susceptible to hypnotism. But it depends what the intention is. Like all energetic things, it's always the intention that's the, the most powerful aspect. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I think a lot of people will associate hypnotherapy, you know, seeing it maybe down the local pub or whatever, or maybe hearing of somebody giving up smoking. But we actually did this together to get me behind the wheel of the car, which was so good. And I did drive. I did get behind the wheel of a couple of cars and drove and sent you videos. And <laughs> I haven't turned into, like, you know, like Lewis Hamilton or anything, but we did get behind the wheel of a car. We got over that. So now it's not this big fear for me anymore, which was amazing um, to think that I was able to hop on a call with you, do that, and the next day be behind the wheel of a car. It was so cool. You know, and I, I think this is one of the things that I love so much about technology is... Absolutely. How it's such a, a simple uh, way to make change in such an effortless fashion. Absolutely. The, the main thing is the person needs to want to change mm-hmm. um, and basically that's the only intention they need, they need to just want to change and be open to change Yes. and change, change just happens yeah. <laughs> it's just magic that's it. I love magic we do love magic but I think it was just you know absolutely fantastic for say somebody like me who's got young children and you know, my working hours coincide with their school hours. So the rest of the time I have them and I can't really do a lot of things without having to, you know, get a babysitter, pay a babysitter. And it can sometimes push things maybe out of my budget or out of my my time that I have. And, uh, you know, I, I, there's loads of local hypnotherapists to me, but I wouldn't be able to go to them because it would... You know, by the time I travel there and get a lift or get some form of transportation, um, get the kids minded or sorted from school and stuff like that, it just wouldn't be feasible. But you were able to schedule a call with me at a time that suited us both. Get on it and hypnotize me. (laughs) Do your magic. And the next day I drove a car. And we we did have two sessions because I think we both kind of felt that that was important to... You know, just kind of reinforce it, really, wasn't it? Absolutely. I mean, every client's different, so um, one session maybe work for one person, just could be that, or it could be three, it could be four. I'm guided by my clients. I, I don't tend to force. Um, old school hypnotherapy would be if you come and do six sessions for this, we'll do this, that, and the next thing. But I like to work clean, but it's not about me, it's about the client. Yes. And some, sometimes the clients will be ready to change. They'll think they're ready to change. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there, there are layers just to be, as you say, reinforced. Yeah. So just the reassurance that, yeah, could that have worked that quickly? Mm. How did that happen? So go through it again. 
have a thing about doing things twice. I like to do things twice in case the first time was a fluke. <laughs> acupuncturist who uh, untrapped a nerve in my neck and I was flying around after it was absolutely fantastic but I booked another appointment just to go back again just in case it was a fluke <laughs> I didn't even need it <laughs> I well that's it that's it so everybody's different and what kind of things can you do with hypnotherapy I mean is it all just about fear is it about creating a change you know what what kind of things can you do with it basically it's about creating a change but it, it depends what change you want created in your life mm. um, the way i work i like to work clean so i don't need to know what your story is what your thing is what you want to change but the client needs to know that the client needs to have um an awareness that, that or something that they need to change yeah. and if they can bring that awareness into their body in a physical fashion then we're off to flying start because then there will be some sort of change because you're bringing a physiological element within that um, so it's, it's just like magic <laughs> see I like that now obviously me and you knew what I was getting the hypnotherapy for yes. but in you're saying in the majority of, say, your clients, you wouldn't actually know that it's got nothing to do with you. It's more to do with they need to know what they want to Absolutely. change. And they Absolutely. I prefer it to not be... If, if somebody takes ownership of what's happening with them, mm-hmm. then it is all about them. You know, it's, it's all about their changes. I'm only bringing... Um, I'm only holding the space and introducing... Um, the idea or the aspect that we have that it's about empowering the other person yeah. to, to, to make the change because the change just can happen in, in an instant. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think that's a really lovely way of doing it because I even know through my own work and even through my own friends and family and stuff like that, that there would be people out there who would not be comfortable speaking about their issues or their fears. Absolutely. And they want to change, but they don't know how to facilitate that change. Yes. So you give them the space to facilitate the change in. You give yes. them the tools without even having to know what's going on with them. As all you need to know is that they're ready, that they're willing, yeah. they're ready. That's it. Absolutely. That's so nice. So when I look at all the different work that you do, it's all about helping people to empower themselves. Absolutely. So you're totally in service. Totally in service. <laughs> Aren't you really though? Yeah. Yeah. It is so good. It's so nice to see because when I like when I look at your services list, it's like you know I'm gonna through this way of doing things, I'm gonna help you to overcome a phobia, a limiting belief, a bad habit, a self sabotage behavior, or get rid of that thing that's holding you back, or let's transform your life from the inside out. You know. Yes. And they're so important. So so important. Absolutely. People forget how powerful they actually are. Mm. We get, in, in life, we get kind of overwhelmed by other folks' thoughts, beliefs, and we take them on. Whereas, 
Yes. Yes. Well, somebody else thinks of us as none of our business. Yeah. You know what I found really interesting? Since doing the hypnotherapy with you, um, it's obviously, like, and it's no secret, and I talk about this very openly, uh, years back, I went through anxiety and depression, and I, I suppose, gave my power away, and yes. I um, really kind of self-sabotaged in many, many ways. I pushed away people who were good for me, I lost a lot of friends, and I got myself into a really black hole. Now, I pulled myself out of it with the help of uh, wonderful people, with the help of meditation, the angels all of that and I you know always kind of said oh I'm back on track I'm, I'm doing good but <laughs> I was only doing as good as I was willing myself to do do you know I was um, I suppose treading water with a lot of things Um, I still obviously wouldn't drive wouldn't consider getting behind the wheel of the car I'd, I've other fears as well like you know swimming I can't swim and heights don't like heights but, 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 listen to me, listen, let me get to this. I also found that I wouldn't do things unless my friends agreed to do them with me, you know, okay. because I didn't like being by myself. You know, if I went with somebody else, then uh, attention wasn't on me or and I wasn't under pressure. And, and that was something I was doing without even being aware of it. So actually, since me and you have had the hypnotherapy, which was for something else completely unrelated, I've kind of gone, Wow, I'm not living. <laughs> and I signed up last week for a block of six dance classes by myself, with no friends, no family, nobody coming with me to hold my hand. Um, I've also decided I'm going to learn to swim this year. And the fear is just not there. Like, when I think about it, I'm like, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be fabulous. I'm going to swim. Um, there's other things as well that I'm just like, oh, I'm going to just do that. You know, and there are things that I wouldn't have even allowed myself to think about doing before and it, it's been super interesting because I've noticed that and the only thing I can attribute it to is those hypnotherapy sessions with you good that, yeah. I mean that's the, that's the exciting thing when you're working clean because it's I'm, I'm uh, talking to your subconscious and inviting whatever aspect that you to make a change mm. and I'm, I'm not telling it what it's to do just making that open invitation. So there is always the opportunity that other things will shift, will change as mindset or mind um, or beliefs shift. Yes. It's, it's all about just, and shifting it subconsciously makes it so easy. Yes. So easy. Yeah. Really, truly. I mean, the sessions with you, they weren't difficult. They were very relaxing. They were very calming. Um, you know, there was nothing hard or strange or it, it was just like a really nice meditation or something, you know, yeah, that kind of way, that feeling that you get in a nice meditation. Like mm. uh, just, it's just like going into that kind of daydreamy state rather than having to be out in the cold or whatever. People have so many um, beliefs about what being hypnotised is because, well, possibly because they've seen things on the TV where they've seen the performance hypnotism and that's what they think mm. hypnotism actually is whereas it's just being in that um, almost dreamlike state where you're open to change Yeah, you're not actually consciously thinking about everything yeah that's it that's it 
So, your mission through your business is to help people empower themselves. What is your favourite part of that? I love working with clients um, and then seeing the change after. You know, the best seat in the house when somebody's come in with X, Y, Z, whatever, whether it's been physical, whether it's a massage client or um, any of the other therapies you use. But Especially with hypnotherapy when you're not in the room with somebody. Yeah. And you're doing this, you're working, I mean, I've worked with people in America, I've worked with you in Ireland, mm-hmm. and so people can be anywhere in the world, and I can sit in my house, and I can talk them through the process, and the magic still happens. That's it, isn't it? Like, I, I find that as well, even when I do online readings, that it doesn't matter where in the world a person is. You know, once the intention is set that you're going to work together and, um, Absolutely. you know, you, you bring that energy in, it makes no odds where they are. And it is, I, I agree with you, it's the feedback. Um, it's the people coming back and saying, you know, I took your advice or I did the thing or, you know, like you, wow, that really worked. You know, I, I'm able to do that now or I, I'm not repeating that pattern anymore in my life, you know. Or even bringing the awareness to people that they do have patterns mm. and, and that they can't change them. And yeah. I mean, it often astounds me that people are just, just I mean, I've had in the past, um, I did uh, some, a series of counselling episodes. Yeah. Because um, one of my friends was learning to be a counsellor, so I thought, oh, yeah, we can all do some counselling. Mm. So I went and I had and weeks of um, but it didn't get me anywhere. I felt I was just talking again about the same stuff and just repeating and the repeating for me reinforced how I felt. Yes. So that really didn't work for me. Um, probably made me feel worse than I ever did before I ever started. Oh. Like a big problem when I started. So talking therapy isn't for everybody and often the people who keep going back and doing the whole let's talk about this, let's look at this again and go over the same thing, it is reinforcing limited beliefs mm-hmm. in, in, my, in my experience. So working in a clean environment the way I do, you're just, you're just eradicating that, um, that thought pattern, you're just, you're just making that shift without having to go back because every time we go back to a memory mm-hmm. we change it research has shown that um, that so every single time you go back you're looking at it from a different perspective because you're in a different um, state yes. you're going back every time so if you can take the emotion out of that memory by shifting it subconsciously then the work's done Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, um, that's my experience. My session with you was what, maybe the guts of an hour, more or less. And like, I I know I looked into hypnotherapy before, and it was basically something like I would have to do a half day with that person, and they wanted to know what the issue was. Then they wanted to know my reasons behind wanting to have this hypnotherapy session. I felt very invasive and off-putting 
you know, it was kind of like, I'm going to pay you, the, this person, I was going to pay them like hundreds, probably in around 350, I think, for this session. I was going to have to spend half my day at it. And I also had to nearly prove myself worthy. Okay. <laughs> so I kind of felt like I was, uh, you know, auditioning for like some talent show or something. Like, am I good enough? Can I can I come for the hypnotherapy now to fix me? <laughs> you know, and it really did not feel cool. But that's why I really liked your way of working. Now, obviously, you knew my issue because I had announced my issue in the Soul Sanctuary. But you know, for anybody listening, you don't have to know their issue. You, they just have to know that they're ready to to do something about it. Yeah, yeah. But that's it too. That is it too because you know that's all energy as well. And the less issues you know about, the less you have to get rid of at the end of the day. Well, you know, people get caught up in their stories, and you don't have a like people in their stories. Oh, you do love people and their stories. You do. So it's like, how long now would you say you've been empowering people? That's a bit of a massive question. <laughs> <laughs> How long have I been empowering people in, in you know that you'll do meditation and energy work as well with people 
and then you obviously have your NLP and you have your um, kinetic chain release and you've got uh, hypnotherapy and you've got life coaching and all these different things. So when you look at treating a person, do you think it's important to encompass all aspects, as in body, mind and soul, into a treatment, into a helping a person be better? My intention is always that. Yeah. Um, what the client comes for could be something totally different. Um, my my favourite clients are the people that are open to exploring their self, as it were. So they might come with one thing, but we might develop work in other aspects of self. Yeah. Um, that so that if something comes in person, I'm, I'm talking maybe more. That whereas he's maybe come from our side, but then we want we do some other work, whether it's through coaching or whether it's through um, the energy work or whatever. Um, a, a lot of clients are open. Yes. It's always um, the most important thing with clients is that connection between the two of you because you can't fake that. Mm. It doesn't yeah. matter what what discipline they're using or um, if something is uh, truly heartfelt or heart-centred, you'll feel that and that people will be more open to receiving the information you're given or being open to the change or being open to change because that trust factor is there as well. That's it. That's it. It's always nice, you know, to work with somebody who you actually like, you know, yeah. and that you can <laughs> have a giggle with. Yeah, you can have a giggle with them and, you know, you can just feel that relaxation between you. It creates such a, a lovely atmosphere. But I think you're right in what you say. I think being open-minded is so, so important when you want to feel better, you know? Yes, absolutely. Because often or not, and I've seen this so many times, and even with myself I've seen it, that you'll think it's one thing, but there might be an emotional reason to the physical pain that you're having. Or, yeah. you know, it could be something completely different. You think, oh, I'm just anxious. But in fact, it's because of different things, patterns and habits and whatnot that are going on in your life. Stories that you tell yourself. Yes, absolutely. And we all know that I'm a good, big fan of stories. I do love a good story. I used to be, but then somebody made me examine every single one of them <laughs> as they came up, and I'm still in the habit of doing it, so... It's just a reflection. <laughs> it's a good one, though. Yeah. So, just uh, as a bit of a curious question, more so than anything else, have you ever, you know, got the, the feeling from, say, spirit or angels that this is what you should be doing, you know, or, you know, just... Did this just happen naturally for you? Was this just a natural progression to come into this work? Oh, that's a big question. Um, uh, at times, I would find myself divinely guided. Whatever that means, I have no idea. <laughs> I, would, you would do, I would find myself doing random things. Yes. Which, there's that thing where there's no such thing as coincidence or there's no such thing as random. Well, at one point I maybe believed that random was a thing, but now I believe it is more divine guidance. So, yeah. Yeah, there's been some strange things that have possibly happened to me mm -hmm. in, in my life. 
doing this that your connection is easier do you find that there's times where you still would struggle with it just like somebody starting out you know definitely struggle yeah definitely struggle um I'm often told by other people that it's a trust thing (laughs) (laughs) but as far as my belief is I feel that I'm open to connection yeah but there must be some sort of resistance of something I mean when it comes to spirituality I do honestly believe that we are remembering um, but that's we'll have to do like a whole series of episodes with you for all these rabbit holes you could bring us down <laughs> but yeah no I, I wanted to ask that question because obviously there's going to be people tuning in who are on their own paths and they might not find it the easiest at times and I know that you know you struggle sometimes with your connections and um, you know your your cars and stuff like that as well. There's times where you'll say to me, "I don't have any of them," but you do. <laughs> the only one I would say that I I would admit to having is clairsentience. Yes. Is that the one? Yeah. Well, that's a very important one when you're an energy work and massage therapist too. But you know that's obviously the one you're going to easily develop and clear sentence for anybody listening is clear feelings so it's when you pick up feelings whether they be pain or um you know energy out of balance in the body or whatever it may be from another person so that's the one that Jillian has very strongly got she does have the rest as well she's just waiting to tap into them but clear audience I've had clearly yeah This is the great thing. Oh, it's a story I'm telling myself. <laughs> yes, yes. Mind that language, lady. Um, that's the interesting thing about it, though. None of our paths will be the same. None of our no, abilities sure. will ever really match up to somebody else's. You know, and just like we say, there's no two people alike. There's no two paths alike either. No. And whether and you... will always think the other person is so much better than we are. No matter what it is. Absolutely, absolutely. We're always comparison, aren't we? But it doesn't matter, you know, because you can do what you do, which, you know, some of what you do is the same as what I do, as in like oracle card readings or meditations and things like that. We both do the same things, but we both have different abilities. And then you've got other things that you do that I don't do, and you're amazing at them. But we always bring our own perspective to something, so it's always about being the best version of us. Yes. So why would we want to be a copy of somebody else? We want to be the best version of us, whatever we are. Absolutely. So before I let you go, I want to find out if you could give the people listening some top three tips for self-care, what would they be? (laughs) Drink more water. I have a glass of water here beside me. When I when I heard we were doing this now, I was like, get the bloody water. <laughs> How much have you drank today? She's going to ask. <laughs> I forgot who was interviewing who. <laughs> 
So drink more water, which is actually really important. And can you maybe expand on that, why it's important and we tend to forget? It's important because we are water. Yeah. Um, we, our hydration levels affect everything, our pain we feel in our body, our ability to think clearly, our ability to move. Um, I mean, the first thing, if somebody comes to me as a massage client and they're in pain, the first question I'll ask is how much water do you drink? Yeah. Because if you don't have enough water in your tissues, then tissue sticks together. Mm-hmm. And when tissue sticks together, it doesn't slide and glide, it doesn't move, it's stuck, it's painful. It's... So, yeah, drink more water. <laughs> and when you said there, people often don't think clearly. When I I hear don't think clearly, I, I always visualise somebody who's maybe having a bit of brain, brain fog or confused. Yeah. But you've often said to me when I'm doing my overthinking, have you drank your water? Because it's not just about not being able to think, it's also about thinking too much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> By being hydrated, you're given space for clarity. Mm-hmm. So whether it's space between thoughts or whether it's space for thoughts, it doesn't really matter. It just makes space. We need space. And water provides that space, okay. in my belief. Brilliant. So what is tip number two? Tip number two, um, be mindful of the stories that you tell yourself. Mm, mm. This is a really powerful, really powerful. So, stories are like me saying to you, um, that person doesn't like me because. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got ten reasons, uh, written notes, (laughs) All the other stuff I've managed to invent in probably 0.5 seconds. <laughs> so, stories are basically things that we tell ourselves that may or may not be true. You know, they might they might have no fact, no evidence to support them. It might be just something that we are giving a little bit too much energy in our brains to. Yeah. Yeah. You'll look, you'll look for the evidence even though it's not there. Mm. You'll, you'll find it. You'll, you'll see this means that because of this, that, and the next thing. And the story will then progress into um, an encyclopedia. Yeah. Yeah. I have a few of those. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll need to just burn them or burn them or Absolutely. Absolutely. But it, it's a very common one. I mean, I meet a lot of people who will say to me, but I just know. But I just know. And now I'm going, but do you? Do you really, or are you making it fit? It's like um, Cinderella slipper, isn't it? When everybody just was trying to force their foot into it. So, what is your final tip for everybody listening? Move more. Move more. Mm. Move more. I was really hoping it was going to be like eat chocolate cake or. <laughs> But move more. Don't do as I do. Don't do as I do. Do as I say. Isn't that it? But move more is a pretty good one. So we'll take that. I think everybody could do a bit more movement. And being outside as well, being in nature is so, so important. You know, it does wonders for the mind, body, and soul. Yes, absolutely. So, Gillian, it has been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's 
It's so good. And for everybody listening, I always joke and say this, but it's probably true and it's not a story I'm making up. But if there was ever a woman who could put Humpty Dumpty back together again, it would be Gillian. If you want to reach out and contact her, you can find her on Facebook at The Awesome Bodywork Coach. And her website is www.awesomebodyworkcoach.co.uk. Thank you again, Gillian. Thank you, Julie. And thank you to everybody for listening in. We will speak to you soon.